Welcome everyone to Youth Ministry and Mentorship 101. I am your host, Eric Jean-Baptiste, and this is season two, episode number five. Have you ever, during a conversation, heard a story so ridiculous, so amazing, so strange, that while you're hearing the story, you're thinking in your head, I can't wait to Google this and see if this is actually true because no way that this actually happened. Well, that's exactly what was going through my mind while I was talking to Pastor Dejan, this week's episode's guest. And it's really awe-inspiring. But before we get into the episode, I just want to remind you all that we are on a journey by listening and learning to youth leaders all around the world on how to better equip, engage, educate, and enlighten youth and young adults better. A lot of the times we check into the topic of mentorship to see if this is beneficial. But I also wanna remind everyone to feel free to reach out to me on Instagram if you have any feedback at youth underscore mentor 101 that's at youth underscore mentor 101 i would love to hear from you if you're enjoying this programming if you have any future guests that you would like me to interview or any suggestions i would love to hear from you feel free to share this episode or subscribe if you haven't already or reach out to anybody who you feel might benefit from this so that we can spread the word on how to mentor and enlighten and engage with our youth and young adults better. Well, this week I speak with Pastor Dejan, who is the youth director for the British Union. And like I said, he says something really, really amazing in this episode. And I'm pretty sure you might wanna Google it and see if it's true. So let's check it out after this ad. Hey everyone, and welcome to Youth Ministry and Mentorship 101. I am excited to be speaking to this guest today, as I always am excited, but this is a first on this podcast because this is the first time I'm speaking to a youth director outside of the North American division. I am speaking today with Pastor Dayan, who is the youth director of the British Union. How are you doing today, Pastor? Oh, very good. Very good, Eric. Awesome. It is a privilege to be speaking with you, but uh, let's just get right into it and ask if you could tell the people a short bio about yourself or a summary of what led you to this point in your ministry. Okay, but, um, so I, you can see by my name that I am not English as much as I'm trying to be. I try to drink tea and eat fish and chips, but it's not helping. Um, I originally come from Serbia. I I'm actually coming uh, from pastor's family. My dad was a minister, and uh, uh, I was always involved in summer camps and different, uh, uh, different programs, uh, and I was not the best behaved. In fact, I was very naughty. And, uh, wow. and, and, and one very moment when I was actually sent home from the camps because of all the uh, things we did, uh, something came across my mind. I said, listen, you're doing so much for these things, but can you imagine you're doing this and you help your friends and young people around you to um, uh, meet God at the same time, uh, discover his words. And, uh, and that stayed with me. So from that moment on in my life, 
I realized that actually I can use all that God gave me uh, in uh, youth work and also in the church work. And from that point on, I decided I'm going to start a ministry and help uh, and hopefully turn what maybe was not so good into something which God can use. Wow, cool. Uh, it's, so it's interesting that, you know, you're, you're actually from Serbia, but you're serving in England. Uh, That's right. It, can you give us a little like insight of how it is growing up in were you growing up were you raised in the church in serbia or were yes, you converted yes that's right um i was i was born uh, in serbia i lived there to the age of 18 uh, i survived three wars uh, which took place around and within the serbia itself um and uh, uh, during during that time uh, i was uh, growing up in a post-communist country uh, where god uh, if you remember, maybe during the communism, God was not allowed in the schools or anywhere else. Uh, it was just a state-run um, uh, program. And so I was growing in the post-communism, and that means the doors opened, and my father as a pastor was for the first time able to preach uh, publicly. And so I grew up in a time when the church grew the most. Uh, people were hungry for God at that stage. And so uh, growing up in Serbia, Serbia has about, I would say, about maybe 8,000 members uh, in a country of 7 million. Uh, which is very different than uh, the United Kingdom and Ireland. British Union has, uh, well, United Kingdom has 64 million. I actually don't know of what is Ireland population, but we have about uh, close to uh, 39,000 members in this, in this, in this church uh, in the United Kingdom and Ireland. So that's the difference uh, when it comes to size. Um, and uh, uh, when, I, when I turned 18, I decided I'm going to study uh, theology at Newbold College. And that's why I came to United Kingdom, where I learned English first. I didn't speak English. And then after that, I, I studied my degree and my master's at Newport College. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, Pastor, uh, I do have listeners from England, but most of them are from America. So I really, really am curious about what are maybe the differences or what the vision is for reaching youth and young adults in England? How do you do that? Uh, when it comes to two countries, United Kingdom and United States, you know, people would say that people would say that United Kingdom, when it comes to uh, social movements, when it comes to ideologies, when it comes to many things, is usually going in front of uh, United States. Uh, uh, some people say that's positive, but many will see it as negative as well. And the same story when it comes to post-Christianity, uh, the United Kingdom itself, and all Europe is uh, very much uh, a secular place. Uh, in, in fact, it is so secular that uh, if you remember Scottish referendum for independence, if Scotland took independence uh, from the United Kingdom, uh, we would have to change our uh, item, our flag, everything, uh, because all of these things were based on Christianity. And, uh, and, and because we are not anymore Christian countries, majority, well, actually, I think every country in Europe, uh, uh, we would uh, have to remove the symbols of Christianity, crosses, and, and if you remember the item, God saved the queen, we would have to take God out of this, uh, because that is how secular environment we live in, in, in at the moment. But when it comes to reaching our young people, and when it comes to, uh, uh, and when it comes to young adults, our teenagers, uh, and also uh, part fun adventure age, it is, I'm sure, very different, but on the other hand, uh, I think it's uh, that there are also many similarities. Uh, we uh, found out that in all that we do, if there is no personal relationship in reaching them, 
uh, if you're trying to just put them on some kind of program or some kind of evangelistic campaign or whatever it is, it doesn't function here anymore. So uh, when, uh, let's say, GC or when it comes to uh, uh, our higher church organizations come and say, well, you should do this program here, sometimes um, they think it's disrespectful because we don't do it. But it's not that because we don't want to do it, because we simply don't see any more possibility of implementing some of these programs because uh, the mindsets of people and everything else um, uh, uh, moved on. I do apologize. Give me a second. Is at the moment. Uh, we, uh, uh, the, the main thing we do is we try to build friendships between uh, uh, people that we work with. When it comes to our church youth, uh, we have a, a significant percentage of people that leave the church. and. Uh, and so we found that it's even more important to find a place and time to develop those relationships, but on other hand, find a place to involve our young people as well. So, so we work on, on those principles, but also we give you venues where people can actually express themselves. Uh, we truly believe that God created art, that God created uh, all these beautiful things, and we try to make safe areas in which they can actually have important uh, part to play. So involvement, uh, of course, uh, our relationship with him uh, and with the young people, but also with God, and of course, developing spiritually places to share testimonies and encourage each other on this journey. Wow, uh, that's very interesting to hear because this is what most youth directors have been telling me that that's how they've been uh, reaching the youth and young adults is initiating relationships and giving them opportunities to serve. Uh, and it seems that that's the same in England as well and in uh, yes. the British Union. So uh, that's very interesting to hear. Uh, I remember seeing not too long ago, um, uh, there was a get together of, I don't know the name of the church, but I believe you were there. And it was over um, making people aware about knife crime. That's um, right. Could you give us a little bit of insight in that? Um, yeah, uh, Eric, uh, what we found out is, uh, well, I don't know, I don't know how other people see their calling when it comes to youth ministry. Uh, I was a teens director in a, on a conference level, which is also something very different than United, uh, United States and Canada or North American division. Uh, on a conference level here, we have a, a pathfinding, we have teens ministries, which actually is a ministry which deals with teenagers, which are not pathfinders, by the way, because we are also having a, a larger group of people which are, don't want to be pathfinders. And then we have a, uh, student ministries and young adult ministries. And so uh, so uh, when I was at the conference level, my, my job was to make sure that uh, we can help our young people uh, uh, get to know God. And we run different programs, prayer fair conferences, summer camps, uh, teens days of fellowships, uh, all other things to, to try to help them uh, meet each other but at the same time meet God. But when it comes to the union level, I personally believe that my job as union director is to represent Adventist church, Adventist youth, on the government committees uh, where, uh, uh, where we need to know, where, where they need to know that we exist, number, number one, but number two, they also need to know that we can be the biggest ally in many things uh, in this country. At the same time, we need to also show some respect, but uh, at the same time, uh, be aware of the funds and different things that we can actually be part of as well. Uh, so as a, as a union director, uh, I felt, and many others felt, uh, especially in London, uh, that we as a pathfinder movement in this uh, beautiful union, we have to stand against that. Many people would not agree with it, by the way, because they would say, well, pathfinder movement is 
supposed to serve a, a, a different purpose. Uh, um, uh, some people will see even being a political, but it has nothing to do with this. Uh, uh, we, stu we, uh, we had a march in the next year for the 70th year of the uh, Pathfinder movement. Uh, we're hoping to have a, our general conference uh, director uh, with us in London, um, uh, Pastor and, uh, Andreas, and we will march against the night crime next year as well. London loses every year around 100, 120, 130 people from the knife crime. And maybe you don't know too much about England, but England, um, uh, we, uh, uh, when it comes to fire weapons, uh, they're not easily accessible. Even our police doesn't have a weapon, uh, a fire, fire weapon, especially, uh, except some special units. Uh, so the weapon of choice when it comes to crime is actually a knife. Uh, so a uh, church in Holloway, uh, just down the road from here, uh, 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 they decide to have a small but very important stand against this. Uh, so we together marched in the streets of London to bring awareness and also in a sound, very beautiful way, uh, actually uh, evangelize and, and say that Adventist Church uh, stands uh, with London in this very hard and very horrible uh, crime. And we will uh, want to make sure that young people know that they should really uh, uh, bend the knife and, 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 and focus towards life and, and, and make sure that they develop and grow, not just in financial way, but a spiritual way as well. So that's what we do uh, here in the uh, British Union, especially in Southern Conference, but we also had a massive march in Hull, which is our Northern Conference. We had over 3,000 pathfinders marching there. Wow, wow. It's, it, I, I really wanted some uh, insight in that because I think the listeners could benefit in hearing that uh, there is some difference of culture because uh, we don't really, well, we have knife crime, I would say, in America as well. But what we hear in the news a lot is mass shootings because firearms, unlike yeah. England, is very accessible here. So, But this is, uh, Eric, sorry for interrupting you, but this is a great opportunity despite of the, of the level of sadness and, and, and hurt in all of this. Uh, we, as Adventist Church, we have a special message, uh, but uh, Pathfinders and other young people also have a special voice. And, and this is a great opportunity for our church and our Pathfinders youth leaders to raise up and stand against that. We, uh, we you know, can be seen as, as people who are maybe getting involved in things that we shouldn't get involved. But let me just tell you, uh, marching to save one life, it's, 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 it's really worth it. Uh, so when it comes to North American Division, uh, I, I think that we need to take a stand as a church, as a part movement, as a youth movement, and, and say, well, no, we don't stand for this. And maybe you don't know about history, but Nelson Mandela actually was a, a very much a very good friend of Adventist Church. But wow. when, all these, when all these problems in South Africa happened, um, Adventist Church uh, decided to not stand uh, with anybody. And wow. this, is our, this is our policy. Uh, you need to know that we, we as a church try not to be involved in these things. Uh, but Nelson Mandela stopped actually having a relationship with us for the simple reason he said, well, when, we, when you need to voice things, when you need to say there is a problem, when you need to stand with the freedom, uh, with the people, uh, you chose not to. Uh, and I feel that we as a church sometimes choose too often not to say and not to stand with people who need to have help and support. Wow. Wow. That, I, I, I thank you so much for that words, Pastor, because that's, what I, that's where I was going. I, I wanted uh, uh, to tie it in that even though there might be a little different in the culture, there's, there are social issues that affect 
yes. every culture, every nation. And, right. and it's awesome that Pathfinders in England are standing up for these things saying, yeah. you know, we don't stand for it and we want to give alternatives. And I think America could benefit from yeah. us being willing to stand up and not be silent. So yes. uh, that's why I wanted to highlight that. And I love those words that you said. So thank you for that, Pastor. Um, so let me ask um, also, you said how you interact with uh, young people in your, your union. Um, could you also give us like a little insight of how the union is set up? I think you kind of mentioned that there's a, a, a Southern England conference and a Northern England conference, but could you tell us right. a little more about that? So British Union is composed from five entities, uh, and uh, that is uh, uh, South Union Conference being the largest, and uh, certainly uh, uh, also the breadbasket of all the division and our union. The South Union Conference, then the North Union Conference, and then uh, we have three mission fields, which is a Scottish mission, Welsh mission, and, and Irish mission. And Irish mission is composed from the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland. And Northern Ireland belongs to the United Kingdom, which is under the crown of Queen, but the Southern uh, Ireland or Republic of Ireland is is a, a country for itself and we work we work together the good news is that the uh, uh, irish mission is actually very close for becoming a conference and that is a beautiful for oh. us because it, it, it recognizes that the church is growing it recognizes they're able also financially to take care of themselves and and so we thank god for that so this is the structure of the church uh, when it comes to mission fields the mission fields cooperate closer together so uh, so wales scotland ireland they will cooperate together they have Easter weekends and, and things that they can exchange, uh, first of all, uh, friendships, but at the same time, good, good, and, good and bad experiences. And so they support each other a little bit more. Uh, when it comes to structure itself, uh, we have a, a union office uh, here, which is just me and uh, Natalie, who works, uh, we work together. Uh, and then we have a, a conference directors for the youth, teens, pathfinder, and uh, student ministries. Uh, so on all levels, we will rep uh, re replicate, except on mission fields. For mission fields, we would only have youth and pathfinder directors. Uh, actually, Scotland is the first one to have, and it's American a guy, uh, Gabriel Perella, uh, if I wow. remember properly. Yeah, so Gabriel is our Scottish first um, uh, 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 student ministries uh, PCM uh, representative. So that's how it is. Yeah. Wow, wow, uh, very interesting. Um, the next question I want to ask you is regarding the Pathfinders in England, because um, I've seen them quite a bit. Uh, first uh, was at the North American Division uh, PBE, Pathfinder Bible Experience. I believe around 40 clubs made the trip across the pond, as I think they say, uh, to uh, Illinois just last, uh, just uh, earlier this year uh, to participate. Um, and I think even at the division level, we were shocked that so many came during an Oshkosh year. Could you uh, let us know why it's PBE so important over there? So, so you need to know that the PBE uh, uh, is, uh, uh, is uh, one of the programs which is transforming British Union Conference. And wow. uh, it, is, it, it is transforming Union Conference so much that we decided to even start Adventure Bible Experience. And, uh, because our adventures, like, they couldn't wait long enough to take part. So 
Well, last year was our first adventure bubble experience as well, and it's wow. going really well. The reason why we ended up being the largest union at the North American division is because we love it so much, but also because of a very good conference, the mission directors. Uh, Pastor Kevin Jones was one of the guys who was uh, uh, crucial in, in, in bringing this program to, to this level. But on the other hand, Pastor Iquisa Nord, he took it on and his team uh, uh, brought it to the next level. And so so it was, uh, it was a shock for all of us and um, uh, that actually uh, people were able uh, to find enough money as well mm. as time to prepare to come to the North American division. For us, it's always a beautiful experience. And because we were such a huge group there, uh, our own division as well now is starting other division level tests here in Europe. Uh, so wow. for, your listeners, for your listeners, this will be exclusive, by the way. Uh, not too many people know uh, except us here. Uh, but this uh, uh, 2020 PB, uh, British Union Conference is still planning to send teams to North American division for sure. Uh, wow. but, we will all, but we will also run our first trans-European division uh, test uh, 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 final in and it's going to be taking place in Holland. Uh, and wow. and, and, and I, I don't know, my boss is not here, Pastor Peter Bo, but I'm sure he'll be very happy to invite anybody who wants to join in, uh, in Holland uh, for the test. Uh, what I want to say is that uh, it will be two different Sabbaths. So the North American division t test will take place, I can't remember the date, and then a week after that, it is going to be in Holland. And the questions, if I understand properly, will be different. So uh -huh. if, anybody took a if anybody took a test in America, but they would like to come to Holland and join us, they are more than welcome to join us because uh, we want this program to live in Europe, not just in the United Kingdom and Ireland. So uh, it is so beautiful. and. Uh, uh, we thank North American Division for taking us as our own. And I want to take personally to Pastor Kevin uh, because he helped us come to this level and we continue to grow and, uh, and test and we, we hope that more clubs will join us every year. Awesome, awesome. That's so amazing to hear, especially now that, uh, you know, clubs in America, we find it very difficult to go to the, to especially when they earn that first place at the, uh, union level they still yes. find it difficult to make it all the way to where the division is going to be held yes. Uh, yes. but you guys are leading the way and being a great example and you guys travel the farthest so it gives a uh, more incentive to us to say hey if british union is traveling that far we should be able to make it so yeah. wow uh another big event that i believe a number of your pathfinders attended was oshkosh uh could you tell us how many attended and how it's affecting your union, how that event affected? Uh, you, uh, you, uh, from British Union Conference, uh, we had about 370 pathfinders attending Oshkosh Kempuri. Uh, you need to know that was my first Oshkosh Kempuri. Uh, I never had a chance to, be, uh, to come and be part of this beautiful Kempuri. So, uh, so it was beautiful for us. 370 came and also at the same time uh, as Oshkosh Kempuri was taking place, just the week before that, we had our own division campery. And our own division campery had a 4,000 uh, campus, and British Union was a host after many, many years. Many, uh, I, I, I don't even know, probably 20 years, we didn't have a TED campery. And uh, TED campery came to us, and uh, again, we managed to organize. Um, uh, we, we had a, 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 a Southern Conference take a main part of organization for the Oshkosh, which meant I was able to help more with the TED campery. But uh, in the end, worked out. We had people from all around uh, British Isles, and I was able to bring our mission directors as well. 
and uh, they had a they had for first time a chance to taste it. Uh, we are hoping for the next uh, time uh, to come in much bigger number because uh, at, at that stage we should not be uh, I think it will be different years, so we, we will be not clashing with the TED Campari, uh -huh. and that was a really big problem for us because we wanted to be both places, but we couldn't. And so we gave 370, and I'm sure next time we can probably easily double it if it's not the same year of our Campari here in, in our division or our union, yes. Awesome, wow, interesting. Um, can you let us know how that th these Camperies are empowering your young people? Uh, are, they, are they leaving these Camperies uh, enlightened, you know, on fire for the Lord? Uh, what wh what's happening in your union with these events? It is. It is. Uh, let me let, let me tell you what what they do to us. At the same time, let me tell you what my my division director taught me before he became a Scottish mission president, Pastor Paul Tompkins. Uh, uh, Eric, uh, the point of the campaigns and all the youth events we do is, of course, we young people to meet each other. That's number one. But uh, uh, but really. The, 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 the base of what we do is to meet Jesus. And at the, tea, at the Oshkosh Camp Marie, we had a seven young people baptized, seven young people baptized from across British Isles. And, uh, and, and it was, uh, uh, we also had the opportunity to baptize the daughter of the Irish Mission uh, Pathfinder Director. Wow. Uh, so so uh, there are very important points where young people make decisions. But now, Eric, let me just fast forward this uh, 20, 30 years later. Mm. Uh, and this is what Pastor Paul taught me, and I, I want everybody to know this, that the point of the youth events and Pathfinder events and teens and chaplains events is also to create a beautiful memories. Mm. Because what happens is this, if I'm right, the, the research shows that between uh, uh, 60 and 80 percent of young people would leave the church, and sometimes in, in a different places, even higher percentage. Uh, 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 sorry. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, no, actually, my, my apologies, uh, 60, uh, 60 to eight, uh, 60, uh, so, so about uh, uh, 60 to 80, I, I, I think that's the number, I'm not even sure. But the reality is a very, it's a very high percentage for us. Yeah. We see with, with our young people go to universities, we lose around 40% of young people straight away, 40 wow. to 60%. And so, so this is what's happening. And so when they become uh, uh, my age or younger than me, I am 37. Um, and uh, when they turn 30s and they start having their own kids, by the way, um, mm. the one thing that the parents, uh, when they look at that little child, they want the best thing for them. And do you know what happens? If they had a beautiful memories from the church, the first thing they think is like, I want my kid to have a Sabbath school, or I want my kid to go to summer camps, or I want my kid to go to Camp Paris. And mm. what happens is even though they don't want to have to do anything with the church, they still want the, uh, the, 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 the child to have uh, something uh, with uh, with, uh, 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 with the church. And so, uh, so when I take young people to Kikoshkosh or PB or AB, I'm also thinking very much about it. I was like, I want them to meet Jesus. I want them to meet friends, but I want them to have such a beautiful memories. The one day when they're at the age of 30, they actually, or oh, they have their own kids. They come back to church. They come back to God and the young people and the kids also stay with us in the church. So, so this is the three points for me. And that's the reason why every single time I do summer camp or something like this, I make sure I print the photo. Do you know why? Because when you're 35 and you open your drawer and you're like, oh, oh, look at this. And you're like, oh, that was such a good memory. There is something in their mind. And like, you know what? I want my kids to have the same. And so I, I, that's what I, what I learned from Paul Tompkins, my, my director. Yeah. Wow. Wow. 
and speaking about memories um, and pictures, something that I've noticed that you've been doing for a, quite a few years and what made me uh, recognize you and know who you are is you at every event do vlogs. Um, so could you let us know what inspired you to do that and why do you do that? Um, I, I have a few reasons why I do it. What inspired me to do it is, Eric, when you're your director, and you should probably ask the other directors as well. Just ask them, hey, can you remember the summer, what was happening there? And all they're gonna be able to tell you is this, oh, I had a camp, but they can't remember details. The summers and times of my life become so stressful that I actually cannot remember. And so every year around this time when I'm trying to summarize the year, I realize I can only remember winter, spring and a little bit of autumn nothing in the middle because of the stress wow. so, so so i was like if i start vlogging i can actually remember a little bit more of my life and so i started doing it for the sake of memories uh, number one number two i also realized that the british union conference has uh, around 300 churches and many of them are small churches. I, I don't know what it would be your average congregation in, in the United States, uh, but, but in the conferences, I would say average congregation is about 60, 70, 80, maybe 100. Uh, uh, there are big churches, so, you know, 1,000 members and uh, yeah, 700 members, but, but there is a lot of small churches. But missions, uh, which are really not easy to reach, you need to know this. We have a lot of islands. And at the same time, we have a lot of churches which are really behind mountains and uh, in highlands and very high north, uh, northern northern wales and, and some of these churches and young people have no chance and opportunity to see what's happening in an adventist church uh, so this is one way of me telling the story uh, uh, i'm not really good in english uh, i make a lot of mistakes i'm terrible in writing so my uh, assistant helps me with writing all the time and i realize but i can maybe say it and and maybe that can be the way of me sharing the story uh, so i vlog to remember things but at the same time i want to, my young people who cannot always be with us uh, be, be through their vlog with us for a few moments and experiences see they are also part of the big church and uh, so so that is that is that, that's a that's a, one of the reasons that i vlog yeah uh yeah so uh i i think it's really interesting and anyone who is on facebook just follow uh the british union and check out his uh Pastor Dayon's vlogs, they are very interesting, very nice. I love the one that you did for PBE uh, and Oshkosh, of course. So they're very, very, very well done. Thank uh, you. So Pastor, I just want to thank you for giving your time to tell us what's happening over in the British Union and giving some powerful insight of how to engage with youth and young adults. As I uh, usually do on this podcast, I leave it to the guest to give some words of encouragement for any youth that is hearing the call, especially in the British Union, to uh, not run away from God's call. Yes, uh, Derek, I uh, thank you so much for the, to, to allow me to finish. I, um, uh, Eric, I, uh, uh, I, would, I would love to encourage every single young person there. It doesn't matter where you are in this story by the British Union or, or anywhere in the world. Uh, uh, I just want to encourage you, number one, to, to truly be, number one, a Christian. Be somebody who follows Jesus all the time. When it comes to, when it comes to everything else, Eric, I love my church. I serve my church. I will always serve it. 
and uh, uh, and I hope that God will give me a few more years to do this. Um, being Christian number one will actually focus you for the reason why we are Adventists. Adventists have a very important message to share with the world, but reality is sometimes we become Adventists and forget that we're Christians and that we get stuck in the things which are important but not so important. And then what happens is like we start following the rules, the regulations and everything else, which is very... Uh, but reality is that we become really, really... Um, uh, we become a little bit kind of sad in all this because we focus on these things but we forget on our relation with Jesus Christ. And so, to anybody who listens to this, number one, be the Christian and follow Jesus Christ. Number two, I think the church is a really good place, and it's a it's a church that God called for this time. And I want to encourage you to be part of it, and, and and not only be part of it, but actually get engaged and start supporting it, whatever it is. Look around and see what it can be fixed, and start doing and working on that. Because my professor told me, he said, "Dan, you can't change the world, but if you go and change the corner in your little world, and I change the corner in my world, we will change the world." And I truly believe in that. So, young people and also old people like me let's find a space let's find the things we can do together and let's do it for the glory of god and, uh, and certainly let's make sure the youth ministry is the main and the main ministry of having church because this is i think the only way forward